jump right in. <laughs> Welcome to the Common Briefing Program. It is a CGP offshoot podcast where each month, a few of us from the Common Geeking Program share the latest stories that we feel are the most important and impactful for geeks around the world. I'm your host, Colin Ketchin, and recapping the month of... Uh, March 2019, uh, I almost fell into my own trap and read previous month, which is what I wrote in the script. <laughs> like, not on purpose, but almost I accidentally did the thing you guys troll me with all the time. Uh, so recapping <laughs> March 2019, I am joined by Fight For It. Fight For Who Goes First. Be my animals. Eh, you can go first, Joe. <laughs> I don't want to go first. I don't even know if I'll have a domain by the time it gets to me. <laughs> never happened before no jeff i insist you go first or the i'll fucking son of a bitch the apathy Hi, is like my t- name my name is time old chowdery or chowder whichever you prefer <laughs> <laughs> i don't I, know I, I, I can go first means. if you want jeff i don't know what this means well chowder you already introduced yourself yeah jeff. Oh, yeah i did I, for- I totally forgot that i did introduce myself how could that happen <laughs> Now I need to introduce myself. Yes, uh, that's what we were waiting for, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff? We all- <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, I'm Jeff Levitt, uh, or Jeff Levitt if you prefer, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you can go, but you can just call me Jeff Levitt, you know? Man, when I brought up the idea of doing a less formal version of CGP, I should have thought about how informal that fucking podcast already is. This is, <laughs> this is insanity. Uh, So we have one hour to give you the news. We will take turns telling you our hottest headlines before we each vote for the top story of March 2019. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. All right, I found the top story, guys. I know nothing about it, but I'm intrigued. (laughs) Okay, Uh, well, it's a good thing you're going second, Chowdriff. Chowdriff. So basically, the way this works is uh, we each just have a couple different things we want to talk about. Uh, from March, uh, we're recording this uh, April 2nd, so we might spill over a little bit into April, but we'll try to keep April to itself because we will have an episode for that first Friday of May. Every first Friday of each month is when we do this show, and I guess before we get started, how are you guys doing today? Good, good. You know, I just love it. I'm, have, I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, God. I'm not ready to, to carry this conceit through the whole episode. Is this a real thing? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so excited to tell you guys about this thing I just found. Okay. Um. Well, I guess there go all my ambitions for small talk. The apathy has, like, pulled everything in this episode. <laughs> I mean... Like, the opposite direction that we, I was expecting. I mean, we could just, like... <laughs> Pop the bubble and just tell tell the audience who we really are. <laughs> that yeah, okay. Yeah, the confused audience is my biggest concern here. Not the train wreck <laughs> you guys have served me. <laughs> can can it be both? I there's no one saying it can't. Listen, all I know is I'm at a point of stability in my life for the first time in a while. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go into this podcast with good energy. I'm a nine to five job now. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm getting regular sleep schedule. And then Jeff's like, hi, I'm Chowder. And I'm like, oh, this is a fucking. <laughs> oh, you, you're undoing all the hard work this stressful month has put me through. <laughs> That's it. Mm. All right, cool. We're going to move on to the domains. Uh, so. <laughs> We're each gonna get. I'm just gonna say we each get ten minutes okay. to talk about to talk about our hot takes. Um, 
Now, I'm not really making a big fight. I'm going to go first, by the way. Uh, me, Colin Ketchin. Hi. And I'm not really going to make a big fight for the top story, uh, but it's just something that occupied my month. I want to talk a little bit about Netflix. Uh, I'm going to try to stick with the rule of threes. There are three things about Netflix that happened this month that I think are worth talking about. Uh, first, I'm going to keep this quick, sticking with rule of three trailers, because I assume you guys might have some thoughts on this. Stranger Things 3 full trailer came out July 4th. We're getting a third season of Stranger Things. Um, the trailer was, it, it didn't really hint at any specific story directions, just a few character moments as we see all of the characters. Uh, um, they're I in summer now. Yeah, they're in the summer now. I like that each season is about a holiday. I think it's a really good tonal touchstone, just a cohesive yeah, I idea. I totally did not. Be- I totally did not realize that until someone pointed out to me, like after <laughs> having already seen both seasons. Yeah, because what Christmas, Halloween, Fourth of July. I'm hoping we yep. get an Ash Wednesday episode because that just writes itself. Halloween was the first season, though, right? No, that was the second season. Wait, hold on. For- uh... First season was definitely Christmas because that she had all the crazy lights. That's oh, how she did oh, the yeah, light yeah, there. Oh, you're, right, you're right. Second season's Halloween because when he was trick or treating is when the mind flayer zoopa duped into his nose. By the way, everything we talk you're about right. is probably going to have a little bit of spoiler in it. Um, so if we say a thing <laughs> like that zoopa duping you... into into his nose, yeah. But like, if we're talking about a thing that you do not want spoiled, if you hear the name of the thing, uh, maybe watch the thing and revisit. The whole point of these shows is to share the things that we care about. We should start introducing in post time codes to skip to the next section. That's really a good idea, Jeff, that seems like a lot of work. So Yeah, more (laughs) difficult than than we would spend time on. Yeah, so I know that you guys have both watched Stranger Things. We didn't really get a story reveal, but in this season we see Eleven living a bit of a more casual life. Her hair's all grown out. She's hanging out with, uh, what, Mad Max? Uh, like in a personal time, so like the girls have their own clique. It seems like there's still going to be some drama between uh, Dustin and... um, uh, I can't remember his name. can't remember his name. The guy he's always fighting with over Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas. Fuck. Lucas, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We see David Harbour's character, the sheriff man, whose name I also forget, has a mustache. Uh, Hellboy. Yes, Hellboy. Uh, (laughs) The the most mundane character in this show, Hellboy, has now grown a mustache. Uh, And I'm very intrigued to see that. Winona Ryder's hair. He had a mustache before, didn't he? He just had like stubble. Like all around, he just he had, had stubble. stubble all around, he just had yeah. stubble, kind of like you know that that gruff guy that like you know that he can be well kempt, but he doesn't choose to. He's a he doesn't give a shit, and that's sexy. But uh, <laughs> Winona Ryder's hair looks normal for the first time in the show. Um, but really, I guess the big thing is we see a new monster. Oh, and uh, Daddy, Dad. Well, oh crap, Daddy Steve. Steve, is that it? Yeah. Steve. Yeah. yeah Steve. Steve Harrington. Yeah. 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 More Daddy Steve uh, as he's playing with Dustin. Um, yes. But he, I, I, became, he like started St- off as the jerk in the show and then suddenly became the most beloved character. He's yeah. Like his, the biggest he, sweetheart. His, uh, his redemption like in season now. one. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the um, you know, flipping of conventions there. Yeah. If only you could yeah, flip well, conventions for other things because a lot of Stranger Things is just the best aspects of 80s media, but also. The worst aspects of '80s media. Well, what do you what, what are you that. looking to see? What do you, what do you think you'd want to see addressed in season three? Then, uh, well, in season two, there was this really annoying plot point where like Eleven was 
like being jealous of Mad Max and like having a dick measuring contest. With oh her. yeah, the the will the will romance subplot felt a little a little pushy. I think it it tied up nicely at the end of the season, well, but not will. You mean? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, generic um, protagonist Mike? boy. Generic pro- Michael. Is Mike. It Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Um, well, he didn't even like he didn't even really have anything with Mad Max. She she just like saw them standing together like yeah. literally for the first time that he decided to not be an asshole to her. She saw opposite <laughs> genders interacting, identified as one of those genders, and got angry about Which, it. Which like eighties media is like full of like just women yeah. being like bitches to each other for no reason. Well, I yeah, think I get that. I mean, she is also like a confused little girl who and a confused have super weapon. Good, yeah, who doesn't have a good. Like but, stability on her emotions and stuff. So chowder that kind of makes sense though, because like it, it, I even though that's not always at the forefront of my mind, that did like acclaimed against me in season two, and I think yeah. I uh, I was excited to see her and Mad Max just hanging out yeah. in the trailer, just hanging out in the bed, bouncing on the bed, jumping around, singing songs and stuff. Like they're just being buds in a way that I, I think it's going to try to push past some of that stuff. But the new monster looks creepy and gross as hell, Word. and I'm here for it. Yeah. Word. So. Col- so, uh, a uh, quick note: Colin wants to fuck that monster. Like, go full shape of water on that thing. So, you know, <laughs> Jesus Listen, Christ. The thing seems fairly well lubricated to the point where I think any crevice could get the job done. So, the next uh. thing I want to talk about <laughs> is um, is another the second of my three Netflix things. Falling rule of threes here. Queer Eye season three came out. Neat. I guess I don't have a lot to say about Queer Eye, but uh, if you're a person who likes being happy and likes thinking about happy things you should probably watch queer eye it's is like the single show in any way still about fashion device a fashion oh, device, yeah. or is yeah. it completely yeah, yeah, changed yeah. no it is there's five people you I got just, I'm, i maybe i have to check it out but i just can't i don't understand why this show about giving fashion devices is popular because the, the because so the conceit i mean the conceit honestly that men they could probably like groom themselves a little better and i'm talking as a guy yeah. who really needs to learn to groom himself that so they so, so jeff here's here are the five people all right so you got mm-hmm. you got the fab five uh yeah. and the fab five this time around are uh bobby who does interior design uh tan who does fashion clothing uh then you have karamo who's labeled as culture but he's basically a therapist um get, like he he whenever somebody's having like a personal identity issue like he tackles it in some simple mm-hmm. but reasonably profound ways uh, and who has who has personal identity issues? Like what what do they do? Well, in the they, the first so the first episode of because uh, this is the same show as Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but just it's, with a different name, right? It's a diff. It's it's a remake. I wouldn't say reboot. It's it's definitely a remake. Like they're doing it over. They don't call but it's it the a, same a, guys, right? No, it's not. It's new guys. So oh, it's not. Okay. Yep. Wait, wait. So the fourth. Wait, hold on. The I'm four, so confused. What? The new Queer Eye on Netflix. New it's in season se- of Queer Eye, or yeah, there's a new season of Queer Eye, season three of the new Queer Eye, because Queer Eye was originally a show back in like the early 2000s. Oh, okay, I did. I did yeah, not know it was about, called I Queer Eye for the straight guy. Yeah, I did not. It was called Queer Eye for the straight guy, so they, and it was like the the uh, gay guys giving fashion advice to uh, the two I straight guys. I, I actually so did not the know last about two guys, Jeff, <laughs> the fourth guy, his name is Antoine, and he does like. Uh, food and wine and stuff like that and then the fifth guy's name is jonathan he's grooming he's the one that like everyone knows the most about with the super long hair Mm -hmm. and like the the very very feminine yas queen personality who is just like so delightful to watch all of them are there is an there's like a personal honesty and truth to the show that is so heartwarming 
And it is still reality TV, isn't it? It is, but there are like even some production choices that really focus on the fact that it is it's less about the drama of the reality and more about the drama of the self-improvement and what self-improvement entails. Um it's it, I guess it ring, rings as something I wouldn't There's an episode of this podcast where Laura was telling me, "Colin, you need to watch this show." And I'm like, "It doesn't sound like my thing." And she's like, "You need to watch this show." I don't know which episode it is, but it's in our archive somewhere. Fucking love this show. The first episode's mm-hmm. still my favorite, so you just try the first one. I got 1 minute left, so the third thing I want to talk about on Netflix, this doesn't really have a 3 on it. Uh the f- second half of the fifth oh. season of Arrested Development. Uh Arrested Development over again question mark uh we had an episode a little less than a year ago about the remix of season four that i i think brought season four's ambitious storyline yeah season six now season five was split into two releases um and i think are they good it it does some some narrative stuff that i enjoy i think the story and plot line feels very arrested development i think the the zinger commentary it's set in 2015 so all the commentary on trump and like the season four plot device of them building a wall between them and Mexico set before any of this ever <laughs> happened. And they wrote that before any of this yeah. ever happened. So it's like, I, they called that shot something crazy. Um, but like a lot of that stuff I think pays off pretty well. I, th- I think it's just not as funny. I think there just aren't as fun. many jokes that land. I think that, um, and I think it's on the writing side. I think the performances are great. I think the story is great. I think that it is not as quick and whimsical in its writing and editing as it used to be. And it's See, a, it's I just a started a watching Ozark instead for my Jason Bateman fix. I watched season one of Ozark. I liked it, but it wasn't enough to get me back for season two. So we'll see how that shakes out. But uh, for Netflix, those are a couple things that uh, kind of occupied my mind a bit this month. Stranger Things, Queer Eye, Arrested Development. Um, Arrested Development is worth your time, but it'd be fun to have a larger conversation about that later. Uh, Queer Eye, I, if you're not watching it and you like being happy, give it a shot. It really is, it touches on a personal thing that most shows don't, and I'm sure we'll have an episode about Stranger Things in the future. That's my time. Alright. Cool. So we're moving on to, I... You actually confused me enough that I don't know who's next. Uh, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Uh, it okay. Didn't... Trust me, what I'm bringing to this, trust me, what I'm bringing to the table has to be our grand finale. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Chowder, I know you got a couple things. I, I want to I wanna make a prediction here. Are you going to talk about us? Uh, no, I'm actually not going to talk about us. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. I just, I really thought that was going to be a thing. It's fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. What are you going to talk about? <laughs> Okay, first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, uh, this uh, Kickstarter or for a, fi- a <clears throat> D&D 5e supplemental called Witch Plus Craft. It's, uh, it uh, started out in March. Uh, it's going to, uh, the Kickstarter is going to end this Friday, so April 5th. It's going to end April 5th. Uh, it's already met its goal, so. And I just want to talk about it because it seems like a really cool idea. The idea behind it is that it uh, brings a sort of crafting system to the game, uh, and the focus is like on like a sort of domestic kind of magic. So you know, like magic that like a seamstress could use, or magic that could be used by bakers and craftsmen. You know, mm. and and the idea behind it is sort of like uh, magic as integrated into the common person's everyday life, as opposed to just just the high-flying adventures you know and Mm -hmm. it's it's really cool it's got all this like really cute art to it and uh uh 
and also uh, it's like inspired by Kiki's Delivery Service, which we actually did an mm, episode about. Yep. So you know, it's wonderful. I'll send a link in the chat because I think you guys should check it out. Uh, oh, I got a link in the chat. Who's this from? <laughs> Okay, Skype, why do you throw the link over Chatter's video with an underline like I can click it? But then you don't let me click it. What's the point? What's the point, Skype? Yeah, right? Well, like when it throws the link in front of their face. Now the chat can't... opens from the right side of the window instead of the That's left? That's what I'm fucking saying. What are you doing? Microsoft. <laughs> let me have a little bit of consistency in my life, Skype. Skype, why are you stunned like this on me? Fuck. <laughs> All right, let me look at it. Yep, that looks inspired by Kiki's delivery service, 100%. Um, wow. Wow, look at that. $132,000 pledged for a D&D expansion? Yeah. That's amazing. No, it's, that's No, it's doing well, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. because. And that's uh, three days before this airs. Wow. Yeah. Uh, second thing I wanted to talk about was... It looks cute. Uh, okay. I like this. Yeah. It, no, it's really cute. It's really good. I No, I, I really I like it. I love the art. Then you're and then you're a dork. <laughs> anyways, all right. Uh, Guess it really kicked off here. <laughs> anyways, okay. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Cadence of Hyrule. It was announced March twentieth. Oh, the, I know about at this a, at a Nintendo Direct, and holy shit, this blew my mind when I saw it. Like, I can't believe it, Nintendo did this. I really can't. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, little background info, all right? There was a game called uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer made by Brace Yourself Games. And Crypt of the Necrodancer, if you don't know, is a game <laughs> where it is a roguelike game where you crawl through a dungeon uh, getting weapons and items and stuff uh, and, and fight monsters. But, la but the twist is you have to move to the beat of the song. So, oh, so you can't move or attack unless... You know, you're timing your button presses to the move. To yeah, the it's, the it's a rhythm game dungeon crawler hybrid. And sounds awful, but... No, it, it's... No, awful for me, not awful for... My roommate played it, and he played it on blast with his laptop speakers. There was this one really annoying sound that threw his shitty laptop speakers I kept hearing. So for a while, I hated Crypt of the Necrodancer because he just wouldn't use his <laughs> fucking headphones. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Is the game called that, or are you... Both just repeatedly mispronouncing the word necromancer. No, Crypt. it's called Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Yes. Oh, dancer. Oh. I thought you were saying Nancer. I was like, what? Are you, why are you saying that? Crypt of no, the Jeff, it's you who's been wrong. That makes yes. I can't. I just can't hear. Apparently. <laughs> Any, anyways, so <clears throat> to Cadence of Hyrule, uh, it is a, uh, a sequel slash crossover game where the main character from Crypt of the Necro Dancer teams up. With the characters from Legend of Zelda, it in, in like yep, it, it yep, and like uh, it, it's crypted a necro dancer, but in Hyrule with a Zelda skin. This yes, this yes. raises a question for me. And, and also, one oh, more I'll thing. let you finish. Yeah, the, the 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 animation and pixel art and stuff done by the same people who did the uh, artwork for artwork and pixel art for uh for uh, Sonic Mania. So. Ah. It looks fucking amazing. Yeah, them fuckers know what they're doing, shit. Um, yeah. Okay, so this raises a pretty important question to me, which is how much does Nintendo care about the sanctity of their tentpole franchises when this is like the third Zelda reskin mashup property I can think of? 
I'm not saying they're bad. People like Hyrule Warriors. And it was fun to play Sonic Lost World running around with Sonic in a green tunic hat and Hyrule Shield, like Hillian Shield. Like, well, it, I, 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 I get it, it but... That, it, it, I think that it just means that Nintendo's loosening their grip on, like, uh, these... Nintendo's I, all about them crossovers, my guy. No, they... No, but that's like, the internal thing. crossovers. And now they're branching out. I mean, Mario and Sonic's been a thing for a while. No, no, no. That's, that's the thing. Nintendo has famously been like very tight gripped with their ips like yeah. they they would like one movie and they're like no we're never gonna make an adaptation of our stuff ever again uh and like with- whatever happened with that that mario movie being developed by illumination that I, that's still on that still happening? yeah that's 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 still going but like that's that's like uh pretty recent in com- comparison to the history of nintendo you know and yeah no i wasn't that wasn't a counterpoint. That was just, just, I just oh, hey, what's the Mario movie happening? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, um, and, like, mm. here they are not just giving their IP uh, to the hands of somebody else, uh, because if and when they did give their hand uh, IP to someone else, it was usually, like, a big company like Sega or yeah. uh, Capcom. But no, this is an indie studio getting to put their own spin on Legend of Zelda. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chowder. Didn't this guy, like, make a pitch and then Nintendo liked it so much that they bought it? Like, like... Or did they commission it? Like, what was the the sequence there? According to uh, the developers, uh, originally they just went up, came up to Nintendo and... Uh, asked them or and wanted to like use like Legend of Zelda skins for Crypto the Necro Dancer, <clears throat> but like they like loved Crypto the Necro Dancer so much they were like, you just wanna do a do a crossover, and they were like, fucking yes. That's like the best a game pitch That's could right. ever go. Hey, I have this crazy idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's a total long shot. <laughs> Oh, you want to give me everything and more? That never happens. It never fucking happens. Do you know, like, the guys who made Sonic Mania, like, they only got to do that after Christian Whitehead spent years upon years of, like, doing excellent ports of Sonic games, and they were finally like, all right, you've earned it. But these guys walk into Nintendo and said, please, give me your most valuable, second most valuable character, and let me potentially ruin it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, gra- right. I mean, like gra- this is an granted, indie studio, and they're like, just go with it. <laughs> I mean, granted, like Crypto and Necro Dancer was very successful. It was very popular, very critically acclaimed. So you know, they got yeah. Wow. But yeah. does this mean that that the main character of Crypto the Necro Dancer is going to be getting into Smash? I don't know. Ooh. That. That would what? be frustrating, no, though, because then they'd have to code all his movesets to function differently depending on which background music is playing. And I cannot oh keep God. up with that fucking meta. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I can barely handle Shulk, let alone music. <laughs> Shulk is Shulk requires, like, a three-hour class to understand. Uh, Shadow, you got, like, a minute left. Is there anything else you want to you wanna slap on there? Oh, I really wish this was the... Because this segues perfectly into what I'm going to talk about, but... Sorry, but, uh, just today, this, uh, article called How Bioware's Anthem Went Wrong. I read Jason that Scry. fucking article today. Holy shit. Yeah, it came, it came out, and it, uh, goes into, like, very in-depth detail on, like... Like, the, what, the like, studio what management sh- issues. What, what a Everything. shit show the development for the game Anthem was. And, like, uh, and it, like, also like uh sheds light on like mass effect andromeda and 
a few other EA games, and it's ridiculous. Like, uh, you know, the Frostbite engine is... Uh, it's not built for RPGs. It's built for shooters. And yeah. EA is forcing it on all their developers, and it just doesn't have, like, the SDKs. It doesn't have the toolkits on, you need on, to yeah, build an RPG. Management didn't know what exactly they wanted, but, like, they kept string telling the developers to make the game, even though they don't yeah. know what they want. And, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a great art. It's Kotaku. There's It's a Kotaku yeah. article. It is a yeah. great, Kotaku, fascinating, engaging Fire read. Fireware's Anthem went wrong. It's a really good and it i don't know it just uh really uh is a learning experience about uh yeah uh what game development is like yeah the parallels and also mm. there's i i get the feeling that after an article like this comes out there there's probably gonna be a whole lot of layoffs because layoffs yeah. are just common in this industry so well ea already just cut out a bunch of fucking people ea and activision have both laid off a ton of people lately yeah. uh this so, is making record profits, so you yeah. Know. I mean, I get where they're doing That's because rough. it was record profits for Activision, but slowing growth. So they're trying to like, I I get it. I don't like it, but Story I get it. Story of my life. Yeah. Anyway, uh, man, God, that is that article. I could have such a long discussion about that article. That yeah, would be, orig- uh, like originally man. I was I was actually going to talk about us, but then like I saw this article and I was like, Yep, yeah. dude. Honestly, say, like you could do a whole episode on us with yeah, Twilight or- out. You could do you could do a Jordan Peele uh, franchise special <laughs> i'm not kidding dude it's it's good shit uh anyway uh with that we're gonna pivot to our showstopper jeff this oh, this no, better be just you this wait. better be a fucking banger <laughs> jeff all right what are you talking about for march okay, of 2019 so, so. <clears throat> The most important story of March, objectively, comes to us right at the end. Uh, it was announced during... Uh, forgive me if any of these facts are wrong, because this this is new to me as of about 20 minutes ago. So, um, At WonderCon 2019, which I believe happened over this mm-hmm. weekend, um, so the 29th to the 31st, was announced... Uh, Nickelodeon is going to be producing a film, and I think it's straight to Blu-ray because it's going to be too powerful to put into theaters. Oh, God. It is a crossover film that is called Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What? <laughs> How have I not that's, heard of this? That's a How has not know. made its way to me until now? This is why we need this podcast. These are the important stories, Jeff. Wait, did you? Maybe. Wait, hold on a minute. When was this announced? Because I found this in an article called Geek News on the radio for March 14th, 2019. So maybe it was announced before that. But um, maybe the trailer was released at one. Yeah. Wow. But okay. Um, I I watched the trailer while you guys were talking at the beginning of the episode. Did it? Did 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 the phrase? It's too powerful for theaters come from like an official piece of press content. No, that that came from oh, me. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. I'm not even totally I I don't even know for a fact that it's not going to I mean, I assume it's not going to theaters because of what it is, but uh, at the, just at the end of the trailer there's like a, you know, a picture of blue a blue yeah. disc, so I, I assumed that that meant Man, that, that would have been so good. That would have been but... like after Windows 8 when Microsoft was like, "We call it Windows 10." because it's that much better mm-hmm. than 8 when actually there was a coding issue so they couldn't use 9. <laughs> I'm not I'm not totally sure when it comes out cuz I'm so I I went on to Google and then already here it says Batman versus uh 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Blu-ray is on sale for at Walmart for $19.99. So maybe it's already out, or maybe that's a pre-order. I, what? Or... I think it might be a pre-order. Um, let me click on Okay, that. so wait a second. Like, what? Is there any indication of the conceit that allows these two to coexist? I understand the comics have tackled this sort of thing in the past, but to see a feature mm-hmm. film, um, what... Can oh you have you gleaned anything like, from the marketing like material? Seeing it, it's like you should watch the trailer. It's it looks pretty. Chowder, yeah, you you just... clutched your chest, and I can't tell if you're like if if you're dying or if you're pre-order. excited. This is a pre-order. It does not say when it will come out. I, I already knew from like Jeff telling me, but like just looking at it is. <laughs> Wow! You're like, wow, this actually exists. You're, He's not just pulling this shit out I of I still ass. can't tell if Chowder is like in the midst of shitting his pants on his way to the great beyond or if he's actually deeply excited about this crossover event. The most I, ambitious I, I'm kind of crossover excited. event. It seems like it'll be fun. I, I, I don't know. This just is like DC, DC tosses out is a, a lot religious of, experience um, right now. What the because you know dc tosses out a lot of like animated films that are just like what if scenarios so it doesn't it's not actually that surprising that this is happening but it's just such a silly concept that i'm kind of excited to see like what they do with it i see a picture it looks like it has batgirl and robin in it as well so that's snazzy um and judging by the design of the robin i'm thinking maybe that's gonna be a damian wayne robin oh god damian I hate Damien so much. Bro, so what you annoying. what you hate about Damien? Oh, you mean besides the fact that he's a little psycho murderer and, oh. and the fact that he's just some dude self insert fanfic character? Because that's what he is. Like, oh, I'm Batman's long lost son that he had with Talia oh. Al Ghul, and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see how that doesn't necessarily hold up to snuff. Um, Jeff, you are kind of one of like you and Keenan are the two people. You you two are the only reason I have any awareness of like animated. DC properties. Oh, they're so um, good. How, do you, is this something that you think will like match up to your all-time favorites? Because I know you're like big Blue Beetle fans and like Batman uh, Beyond fans and shit like that. Do you think that this is going to be in that sort of pantheon or just like a? No, well, I'm glad they did this pantheon. No I, think, no, I mean like, like I mean all of those things are mostly like Blue Beetles only showed up in like a couple of the like animated ones yeah. about like Teen Titans and stuff. But like I like. I don't, if it's produced by the same kind of studio that usually does those, I don't really think that there's a huge risk of it being good because those are almost all of the DC anime movies are pretty, you, pretty you, good. <laughs> Your phrasing was, I don't think there's a risk of it being good. There's a risk of it being good. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think, you know, I know. <laughs> like, a risk of it being bad, rather. Listen, I mean, you can make I, this I don't think really there's good a movie. Watch out. It's an easy trap to fall into. Make me a pile of shit. Go. <laughs> I like I there's been maybe a couple that I don't I don't care for so much but like they're like, mostly pretty good. Like the movies have all been like uh average to pretty pretty good. Uh yeah. with the exception with like certain exceptions like uh the Killing Joke adaptation which was awful. Yeah, I heard everyone was hyped for that and it came out and was kind of a a, yeah. a poopy poop. It wasn't I don't think it was terrible. Yeah. It was just wasn't like I don't know. I don't know if I cared that much about the Killing Joke story to begin with, or maybe that because I saw that and I didn't like it very much that I thought mm. that, but... No, that's fair. Well, hey, um, I mean, I think that... So I think we should just talk for five minutes about what this fucking movie well, could okay, be. you know, I'm fine with it. I was about to say, I think that this car that you brought up is all out of gas, but look at you, you had a spare five gallon in the tank. Let's get this fucker going. So <laughs> do you think... 
that due to the massive <laughs> critical failure of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films produced by Michael Bay. Oh, God. Do you think Well, there's been more there's been more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like, content since Yeah, those like movies. like the most recent show is called Rise of the Te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, it's super fun. And it's really good. Like it's animated amazingly, like way better than it has any right to be. It's like And also I don't know It's really funny. It's really good action. I'm sorry. I I'm blathering about Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but yeah. Yeah. I still I've still only seen the first episode, but I really enjoyed it. Um and then I I'm not sure exactly when these came out, but I think somewhere in between that show and the previous show, they released like just a bunch of shorts that were like all these sort of like just comic <laughs> shorts of different Teenage Mutant For Ninja Turtle things. I you meant short pants. <laughs> no, not sure. They Listen, made some guys, pants with Teenage And that has been the most important contribution to the Michael mythos Bay, of Teenage you Mutant Ninja Turtles. Us on these movies now all we can afford is pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not even I gotta have pair. Raphael covering my crotch now. And they're all cutoffs at different lengths because they use different kinds of tools and the image has to line up with the edge of the jeans. Much now. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, we missed you. So, like, I assume we're gonna have a lot. Like, I I watched the trailer and I've already forgotten what's in it. It seems like the the turtles are going to Gotham, and they're like, I think it's sort of like a Batman versus Superman thing, where Batman is just like, "What's with these fucking turtles running around?" And the turtles are like, "So there's this myth of this guy that dresses in a bat suit, and they're both sort of trying to figure it out." Okay, okay, and but I assume that like Batman the Joker and the Shredder are going no, no, to no. Superman. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's Shredder and <laughs> Rachel Ghoul team up, which well, Bat- well, the Joker is also in the trailer, oh, okay. so he's going to be uh, somewhere up in the I mix. See. Okay, okay, but yeah, but, Rachel but, but, Ghoul is but, also here's in one there. One more thing, though. See, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exist in the same universe as the Marvel universe because the canister that like made the turtles what they were it's the same oh you're right it's the same goop that get get Daredevil its power. That Daredevil, yeah. So does this mean that? Now, I'm pretty sure between DC and Marvel. There now. are plenty of links. They've done Wait, crossovers. Captain Marvel are, was originally a DC character. Turtles, who writes? Who wrote the comics? A, a bunch of indie guys, but like they like oh, okay. they made like a, a a very subtle reference to Daredevil, and uh, uh, yeah, and everyone no, just kind of collectively before. went. They're in the Marvel universe now. Although that doesn't make yeah, any sense yeah, because fucking, like the the ooze like turn and the rest of the teenage mutant turtles like mythos just like definitely turns people into animal people. So what the fuck is Daredevil? A goddamn bat or something? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Daredevil is Batman Jeff, you were, you were fucking kidding about this banger. Uh, Batman v the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the ultimate link <laughs> like, between all of, comic and this, cinematic comic Batman, universes. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Batman takes off his mask. We all think it's and this is there's a Daredevil mask really, underneath it's it. It's Matt Murdock. <laughs> Except that no one really, like, there isn't a single depiction of Matt Murdock's face. So everybody's going to be kind of like, oh, well, no, because uh, he'd take off the mask and he'd be wearing the Daredevil mask. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's how you sell Surprise, it. I've been that's blind you t- the whole time. Unless they just take off this the mask. This makes me and- three times as impressive. <laughs> but also slightly less, because I do now also have superpowers. And now everybody's <laughs> kind of like wondering, how'd you get the horns on the front of your head to poke up into the bat ears on the back of your bat cowl? And he's and then he just disappears into the night. And because I'm Batman. Them. I mean, yeah, Daredevil. Exactly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then Foggy and Robin are just like, well, what does this mean for Alfred us? Alfred has an identity Man, this crisis. This is the kind of hard-hitting journalism you 
you get by Googling something as you're recording the thing you're talking about. We should do this every month. Fucking amazing. All right. Well, this brings us to our ratings section. This is um, not really an airtight rating system, but we're going to we're gonna make a vote here uh, for top story. Oh, you I may think we all vote know for, what top story Well, you is, may guys. vote for your own story uh, or one of your own stories, uh, but I encourage you to vote for someone else's unless you feel very strongly that Wait, you have just, done the best work. Are we doing a work. ranking or are we just We'll do a vote if it does, if, if, it, if it like really ties out and we can't figure it out, then I have a fallback ranking thing, but we haven't had to use it yet. So um, I'm going to go first and I'm going to say of all the stories you talk about it is not gonna be the fucking red push pin that ties together the threads of all these crazy theories i'm sorry jeff that is not my top story uh, i want to cast my vote for the one that coincidentally i was the most familiar with but truthfully also find the most interesting and that's chowder's uh anthem expose published by kotaku not just because like video games are interesting but because anthem specifically vexes me i keep wanting to impulse buy it but i sink so much time into destiny and anthem is kind of considered a destiny clone as like an online loot shooter open world ish sort of thing and the article goes into all this depth about like how even the managers were like we don't talk about destiny in the studio yeah, you can't exactly. You can't like, compare this to Destiny. Stuff. And all the developers are like, but you're telling us to make Destiny. We should be looking at them because <laughs> they did it better. Uh, and But it also, Anthem right now is kind of mirroring Destiny in its beginning. Like, a a game is, development that started, started off so ambitious and then got hit with all these development woes. And when Destiny came out, it felt hollow and boring. And after listening to fans, it got better and better over time. And time has yet to tell whether that will happen to Anthem. But it, it shines a light on a lot of things in the game right. industry so that I find fascinating to, and that do affect yeah, me personally. Consumer chowder, Anthem expose. My I, lo I love ridiculous, <laughs> stupid shit like that. Like, I am eagerly awaiting Detective Pikachu because it's going to be <laughs> dumb as hell, and I'm all about that, all right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess, I guess they just don't hop on that fanfic <sighs> style train where a lot of people are well, just like, just take something I love like, and make it more ridiculous. If someone is like, hey, like, take no, something, make it something serious. I love and, and within the same I'm universe, make it more ridiculous, <laughs> then that irks me. Like, I don't want... Deadpool really introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe for that reason. I'm happy with, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe existing in Deadpool, but I don't want Deadpool in, you know, I think, like, then it just makes things not make I, sense. You I know think what I mean? he's the only person that could yeah, bridge that gap, because he's the only person whose awareness exists outside of the film in which he stars. Makes, like, just make a bunch of stories that, you know, I've gotten invested in kind of null and void, whereas, like, within his own media, then it's that's kind of the shtick, so I don't... It's, yeah. it's a long thing. I don't need to... But, so, like, I, I, I like it when, when they... It's like, you know, this is just, like, a one-off thing. It's not, like this exists within any within any cinematic universe so i'm i'm pretty down for just it being a silly goof that they do with batman versus teenage mutant ninja turtles you know um especially considering like they might you know riff off of some shitty live action things that happen in batman versus superman just because i you know there's yeah. lots of comedic opportunity there i don't even know if it's going to be like totally comedic i'm sure it'll be lighthearted. yeah but well um, I, I guess that brings us to your yeah, point jeff so you may vote for thing. yourself <clears throat> well are you are, are you gonna do it are you gonna nuclear the, option the, is, the, the super turtles interested on like the piece of media that i'm most interested on that we talked about is stranger things but i mean just as the trailer as it existed i don't know like i was hyped yeah. for it anyway but the trailer was like okay 
that looks fun, but it, yeah. it doesn't, you know. I think it's very do much a teaser. I really desperately want somewhere in our our little dialogue of geekdom for it to be written down that the most important story that we could muster up of march is batman <laughs> versus the teenage mutant ninja turtles i really you, you need, need it to, to be crystallized i need it to be yeah that. okay <laughs> well you heard it here folks again jeff's deep investigative reporting brings you the most important story of March 2019 in Geek News is the impending release of the straight to Blu-ray I just, I, I've, Batman I've walked versus on to your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated film. Now, and came on with a really yep. stupid fucking story and just had it be declared the most important thing that happened that month with things that are just objectively more important. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And that that gives me a little bit of warmth in my heart. <laughs> yep. Jesus Christ. Alrighty then. Well, um, hold on. I'm, I have to read the outro read, but I just started playing a game of darts with Laura on my phone. Let me get out of this real quick. Oop, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, that about wraps it up. Uh, thank you for listening to the Common Briefing Program. I'm your host, Colin, and you can find me. Colin. I can, you can find me at Sonic Colin K on Twitter and Facebook and like Xbox and places like that. Now that I have a nine to five schedule, I'm thinking of doing more gaming stuff. Streaming would be easy to get into, but I don't think I want to turn my game into a job because. I'm pretty bad at Apex Legends, and I don't <laughs> want people to know how bad you that just is. just invite me to that. Uh, I've been joined be by... Much worse yeah, you'll you. move the right Trust stick, me. the camera will turn, and you'll vomit exactly. on the controller, costing me 60 <laughs> fucking dollars. Uh, so, I've been joined by... Hi, I'm Taimul Chodori, or Chatter, whichever you prefer. The real one, that is. So <laughs> The real Chatter. <laughs> the veil has been lifted. Where can we find and... you? Oh, yeah, you can, you can find me on Twitter... At Timel Chodery. You can see how that's spelled in the description. Uh, or in your heart. God, you know how fucking tired I am when I thought you were going to say in Schenectady. <laughs> you can see how that's spelled in Schenectady. <laughs> 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 and you can see how Schenectady is spelled. Uh... Just. No, just Google it. Just Google it. You'll skin neck titty. <laughs> It'll um, turn up. And I, I, I'm Jeff. And uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Things I Wish Existed. There's a dot between each word. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, Facebook, just my name. Uh, yeah. Cool. That's that's where I exist. All right. Well, thank you guys for sharing in this with me. It has been a delight as always. Now, be sure to tune in the first Friday of every month. That is when we uh, when we put out new episodes of the Common Briefing Program in this feed. Go ahead and smash that subscribe button. Uh, that's the sound <laughs> it makes on iOS 13. And you feel uh, a little so, bit sticky. Uh, every other Friday... A li- <laughs> it's a new update. Haptic <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, haptic subs- <laughs> subscribing to podcasts is now much more visceral than it once was. Creating serious <laughs> problems welcome. for podcast producers. Um, <laughs> um, every other Friday is when we put out episodes of the Common Geeking Program proper, which is a little more in-depth, a little more prepared content than in-the-moment Googling. 
Um, we put that out bi-weekly. Hey, I'm pretty um, sure someone's done it. <laughs> this is the first... Oh, it's definitely happened in that show. This is the first time that uh, CGP and CBP have not fallen on the same week since I split this off and do a separate thing. So in one week, uh, we'll have a new episode up for you, episode 105 of the Common Geeking Program. Do either of you know offhand what that's about? Because I don't. Offhand? It's, is that the Umbrella Academy one? Yeah, it's the Umbrella Academy one. You you and uh, me were both on it. Uh, yes, we were. Yes, I, I mean, you mean we will be on it? Uh, yes, we will be on it next week. Maybe next we'll week. be on it. Um, uh, no, that's exciting because that's a show <clears throat> that I like. I don't want to sit down and watch just because I'm watching kind of less TV in general. But fun. I, I want to know about it. And this podcast is about to serve the goal it was meant to serve, <laughs> if not for anybody else, at least for me. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, you check us out at commongeekingprogram.com, at Geeking Program, Facebook, Twitter. If you want to ask questions on any of our episodes, we, uh, we write those down. And um, if you leave a review, we'll read it on the air. It's been a long, long time since that happened. So you could make us... Happier than an episode of Queer Eye if you left us a review. Uh, Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, subscribing, sharing, everything. And we'll talk to you next week. Cool. Ciao. The Common Briefing Program is hosted by Colin Ketchin and was joined this week by Timul Chowdhury and Jeff Levitt. This episode is sponsored by Identity Crises. Does it count if it's somebody else's identity? The podcast is created by Colin Ketchin, Jeff Levitt, and Patrick Brem. It is produced and edited by me, Colin, featuring original music also by me. Next week, we'll be back with another episode of the Common Geeking Program proper, our book club podcast, and be back again on the first Friday of May with another episode of this show... Go to commongeekingprogram.com for more, follow us online, and thank you for listening to this. Where's the chat button? Oh, why did they move it? Why do you move everything, Skype? Can't you just let me have a little bit of stability in my life for 10 minutes? Yeah, Skype updates happen about every 40 seconds. You got to keep up. All All right, let's go at 240. Wait, mine's loading. Uh, Oh, oh, it's close. It's almost. We're doing it? Nope, I tried. Uh, Oh, wow. You clapped way earlier than I did. Yeah, that timing was way off. I didn't even clap at all, guys. I know. Yeah. But that was like, like you clapped before it said 40 for me. So there's something's it's with the chronograph. So let's refresh that bitch.